Hi, welcome back to Nuts Our Southern Gentlemen. I'm Ricky. And I'm Sean. Today is July 17th. We are looking at one of the biggest weeks of Not So Southern Gentlemen because we've almost had 400 listens to all of our podcasts. We want to thank everybody on the top, uh, top end. Man, we can't, we appreciate everybody listening to the podcast, talking about our podcast and getting it out. First thing we want to hit this week is Ghostbusters. Oh. <laughs> you, you know where I stand on this. I mean, I, mean, I, I can see the numbers. I, I will... I'll take the numbers as they be. I'll take the Rotten tomato scores as they are. I plan to never uh, waste a minute of my life watching or a penny of my dollars paying for this. Well, now, come on. I, now, I am going to see it whenever I if, I... if there's a deal, if it's on like a cheap movie theater and my son wants to go see it, by golly, I'll go watch it and, and judge it. But Ghostbusters came in a little busted this week. It premiered and came in number two against The Secret Life of Pets. Secret Life of Pets was number one this week with 50 million. And uh, Ghostbusters on its premiere only did 46 coming at number two. It's got a Rotten Tomatoes score of 56%. Which is not rotten, but it's not that great either. Of course... It doesn't smell that wonderful, though. Yeah, now the critic score was like 73, but... Right. Well, you can buy it a vote. <laughs> well, if... <laughs> look, look, you, you know as well as I do, if, if somebody walked up to you and said, hey, will you say this movie is good and I'll give you X amount of dollars, you will say yes because everybody loves money. Everybody wants money, and that's just the fact of life. Well, most of the reviews coming off Ghostbusters anyway are, are lukewarm and lackluster. I mean, they're saying... It's good. It's funny. It's not the original. It's just, I'm, and I'm I, I haven't some... seen a glowing review for Ghostbusters well, yet. See, I've seen a few YouTube videos that are out there trying to give Joe Dirt trying to. It's Joe Dirte. It's Dirt. Don't don't church, don't it, church up. it up. That's right. They're they're out there trying to church it up, and I can understand that. There's a lot of people that like that, and that's fine. And I looked, and they said that I was reading one article that said. There was over a 75% Rotten Tomatoes score if you took everybody 25 and under. And I totally understand that. You know, the 1984 movie that you and I love, they weren't around for its prime time. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. The original Ghostbusters, if it played today, may not be as big as, as we don't think it would be. We have a lot of nostalgia factor in for that movie. Even the second one. The second one is not great, but I still love watching it. I mean, I, I love those jokes. I love those actors, those characters. I mean, uh, I just recently bought the uh, the cartoon, two episodes, not two episodes, two, uh, two discs of uh, like 10 to 12 episodes a piece of the original real Ghostbusters cartoon. I mean, it's just... It's awesome. That was Man, that was a great time in our lives, and uh, uh, somebody put up a picture of an old book I'd forgotten I had. It was a just a sticker book I'd gotten for my birthday when that came out. And Man, I, you really did love that old movie, and uh, I could see why people are, you know, rail against this new one and, and this idea that people had of, you know, well, let's make it, let's flip the cast, let's do something progressive, let's, you know, I... We we've we've railed against this movie enough, you know. Let the numbers judge. Let the numbers be the evidence of what's going to be up with that yeah. movie, and move on with your day. Oh yeah, exactly. There's negativity without me 
busting on Melissa McCarthy for her saying her things that she says. No, 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 you can, no, I'm just saying the movie, please bust on Melissa McCarthy, because. She just, I think she, I don't know, maybe, maybe for my Hollywood, the way I see Hollywood, she's not big Hollywood to me. But then again, my idea of big Hollywood isn't, I don't listen to top 40 radio and I really don't, you know, that's the way my movies are also. There's, I'm sure if you go to the top 10 movies of this year or of last year, I probably haven't seen half of them because they're not my cup of tea. When, when I think of big Hollywood, it, it is Star Wars, it's Marvel, it's DC, it's that stuff. Um, I don't go see, go see a chick flick, as I would call that. And I don't mean that in a derogatory term either. I, I don't, if my wife wants to see a movie like that, she usually waits for it to come out on DVD and we rent it or whatever. Very few movies has she forced me to sit through. Right. On on that same kind of point, I mean, yeah, I don't... Melissa McCarthy isn't really my kind of comedy. I mean, like, Amy Schumer, I'm fine with. I really like Amy Schumer and her, and her comedy, but um, I, I don't know. Like, Bridesmaids, oh, yeah. I didn't think was that funny. I mean, it was funny, but not the way everybody was raving about it. I mean... You know what? Here's what makes it funny. It's the first time you're seeing females do potty humor the way males would. That is true. I mean, that lands on people differently. If if you or I were to, here's my comparative, and I, it's the same as Dumb and Dumber, where he puts the turbo lacks in, not Jeff Daniels, it is Jeff Daniels. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff, no. Jeff Jones. Jeffrey Rush. Anyway, with the turbo lacks. It's the same kind of potty humor. That's what I'm getting at, and because it's flipped to females, it was the first time we had seen it that way, and it really was a hit. I ain't gonna lie, I've watched Bridesmaids probably two or three times. Usually, it wasn't under my setting, you know, I I didn't choose the movie or pick it, but I've watched it, I've been in rooms with it, I laughed, I ain't gonna lie, I ain't gonna try to act like a hater and say, oh, I didn't think it was funny. Well, yeah, I mean, like funny, I said, I but... I think it was funny, but I don't think it was, you know, it, it got these rave reviews and all that. No, I, you know, I I laughed, but I mean, eh, it's just uh, something I'd watched at home. That's right. And you know what? We let, let's move on. We we have other nostalgia to talk about because we're about to be able to hold one of the most nostalgic things in our lifetimes that we discussed the last week. In the palm of our hands. Yes, this week Nintendo announced that they were going to put out a classic NES. It's going to be $59.99, and it's going to come with a controller, an HDMI cable, 30 preloaded games, your AC adapter, and you're ready to go. And here's the games list. Balloon Fight, Bubble Bobble, Castlevania, Castlevania 2, Simon's Quest, Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr., Double Dragon 2, Dr. Mario, Excite Bike, Final Fantasy, Galaga, Ghosts and Goblins, Gradius, Ice Climber, Kid Icarus, Kirby's Adventure, Mario Brothers, Mega Man 2, Metroid, Ninja Gaiden, Pac-Man, Punch-Out, Star Tropics, <laughs> Super C, Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers 2, Super Mario Brothers 3, Tempco Bowl, The Legend of Zelda, Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. And, this and is... See- after reading that list, it makes me think last week when I was talking about stuff I played... Why didn't these games come to mind? It's like they were hidden behind my many years since I've actually played it. Man, Ghost and Goblins was so much fun. Double Dragons, 
awesome game. Uh, the Mario Brothers, Mega Man 2, wow. Yeah, Metroid, I... Metroid, man. Metroid was the bomb. I loved it. Yeah, this thing's already bought and paid for. I mean, the money's yes. already aside. It's going yes. to happen. It's got an HD connection. It's going on my best TV, and I'm going to play. I'm going to spend the nine ninety nine, get another controller, and me and my son will enjoy the, the heck out of this. Now, unfortunately, it looks like there's going to be no way to connect to the internet for, for additional purchases or to load more games on there at this point. Now. Right. Um, I couldn't find anything saying absolutely you will not be able to add more games. Whether it's possible the, the to break in and, and like add more games to it, to hack it, to which I'm sure somebody will. But I think it'd be a mistake for them not to be able to go, hey, here's all you need to do is load these games on a memory card, stick the memory card in, and boom, you have the more games. Pay us $0.99, cents, $3, whatever, for these additional games and go on there. That seems like a huge mistake if they don't take advantage of that. But, of course, it's it's just like... Now, Nintendo hasn't done this. Now, several other classic consoles have done this. You have a Sega a Genesis uh, mini console. You have an Atari mini console that uh, normally you see at dollar stores, in television, that kind of thing, 40 50 bucks. This is the first right. time Nintendo has released one, and this I think this is huge. Oh, this should be awesome. And I was thinking, for loading games, just like you said, a memory stick, just have it. I go on my computer, I throw in my thumb drive, uh, I download a set of games, you know, $1.99 here, $2.99 there, and then I uh, load them onto it. I'm sure it's got a USB port. I haven't looked. Most everything nowadays has a USB port. Or if not, you can get a USB to HDMI adapter. Yeah, go in now, the back and load it up. Yeah, and uh, like I said, I, all the articles I looked through, I could not locate specifically saying it had no additional storage options. So, I mean, right. that would be the way to load or unload games. There, um, now... Let's let's They're not look going at a, to release this and put the time and effort and the money into releasing something like this and only allow you to have those 38 games forever. Well, now, like those other systems that are exactly like this, that's what they've done. They, they, they're standalone. This is all they'll ever have. Uh, now, right. of course, that won't stop Nintendo from going, oh, people want uh, more games on this. We could make more money. Let's release version 2, and you can add options to it. So, I, I, I won't, won't be, be upset. When they upset me. That'll be when they upset me. Well, if I they mean... they come out with this classic NES, and I know I'm getting the cart before the horse, and I'm getting upset before anything's to be upset about, but if that was to happen, if you had this version 1 that I paid 60 bucks for, and then next year, you know, this is sold really well, and all of a sudden, version 2 comes out, and it has 65 games on it, plus the ability to connect to the internet. I'll be like, really? And it, and it's going to be $80. Well, you know, $79.99. Uh, hold on a second. I mean, they're a little damned if you do, damned if you don't with that. I mean, this, like I said, this is the same thing that has been released before by other people, but it's Nintendo doing it this time, which puts them on a ledge, either... Number one, they don't sell many like those other systems sit around and have dust on them. You can find them discounted in any uh, Dollar General or, or Dollar Store for like they come out for 40 or 50 and they discount them down to 30 or 20. Uh, but being Nintendo, 
it could do gangbusters and people could demand why aren't you doing this i would happily pay you more money for more games to download off of a store or something and nintendo goes oh my gosh what are we thinking and does a version too i mean you, it, you it bring makes up a sense. good point nintendo is very they can't see past the front of their nose i mean they they really don't ever play out the long game at all very well they're great at flash in the pan, but they are not well organized when it comes to the long game, you know. Right, and that'll that'll play out however it's it's going to. But you know, a couple of these games when we were talking about our thing last week that we missed, uh, Kid Icarus. Uh, oh, I, yes. I never had as a child. I had to borrow from somebody and play. It's not as great as I thought it would be, but it's pretty good. I mean, I talked about Mega Man 2 and Metroid. Ninja Gaiden, I never had Ninja Gaiden. I always wanted it. Punch-Out, I never beat Punch-Out, unfortunately. But, of course, I wanted Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. And and this this is the Nintendo version stripped of Mike Tyson. Super Contra's on here. Legend of Zelda Psych and Mike, Zelda man. 2. I Psych may Mike. actually beat uh, or play through Legend of Zelda uh, this time. Well, that'd be fun. But hey, hey, here's a question for you. Excite Bike on one side, Dr. Mario on the other. Where was this game when we were growing up? It was an arcade game in a restaurant that you and I, I I'm pretty sure you probably frequented growing up. And on one side of it was Excite Bike, and the other side was Dr. Mario. Can you name that restaurant? Uh, the only one I could think of would be uh, Pizza Hut, but that is, that is incorrect, sir. The correct answer is Dairy Queen. Dairy Queen. Not a clue. Oh, you mean the Dairy Queen oh. that used to be behind Taco Bell? Yes. Oh, yes, absolutely. That one used to have a little uh, two-sided arcade game. Uh, with a little wooden stool, and on one side you could play Excite Bike, and the other side you could play Dr. Mario. I only I'm remember going to that Dairy Queen run there. once whenever I was a child. Um, wow. That's crazy. Excite Bike was my was my uh, one of my first Nintendo games, and I played the crap out of that. I made my own courses. I've never played Dr. Mario. Oh, man. Well, you know, it's the take on Tetris. It's a little bit different, a little bit... It's the color version of tetris but you know what i say i'm sitting here i've badmouthed nintendo a little i've said you know maybe they can't see things they don't do this that well they don't do that this well well you know what i i'm an idiot because i should take all that back because this week nintendo has set the world on fire and 6.5 million people plus and growing are all joining the same thing and we're playing pokemon go are you playing uh, I have dipped my toes in it, um, and the reason is, I know a lot of people, and I can point them to some Pokestops and some stuff like that. I'm not really excited about it, but man, I'm excited about what it's doing to the community. It's energizing people, it's getting people out and exercising, it's getting people to meet new people. The other day, me and a friend went uh, driving around, met a guy, playing by one of the stops, Really great guy. You know, what team are you? What are you doing? What have you got? What have you found? You know, just somebody you'd never seen before. And, you know, that's really exciting. All these stories are coming in of people, you know, getting together, having a good time, meeting new people, getting exercise. This could be one of the best things that's ever happened to video gaming. You ain't lying. Uh, and I, I'm going to say I uh, 
I never was into Pokemon. Uh, it came out. I have been watching the Indigo League, the first thing, and I've learned that it came out in 1997. So, obviously, the reason I wasn't big on that is because that was my latter years of high school, and I definitely had m other things on my mind. Right, and my my uh, son other than Pokemon at the time. My son's been watching Indigo League when, whenever it first came out on Netflix, and uh, you know I was always aware of Pokemon. Um, I watched a few episodes because I really I like the animation. Of course, it's it's anime and it's it's not groundbreaking animation, but it's enjoyable. I've seen a few episodes. I can tell you the main characters, but I, I never followed the story and I never was big on. You know, I hear other people talk about how big it is to them and how it was for the childhood and the original 150 and <laughs> you know, there's there's a whole community that's built up around that. And, of course, news stories about churches being upset that there are these demons being exercised from their oh buildings. Well, let, let me tell you, I, I have been playing quite a bit. Uh, I have probably, I've had to empty out some Pokemon. I had over 200 Pokemon at one time. I've evolved some powerful Pokemon. I've got a few that are over 1,000 CP. I don't really have anything super rare, but... My wife started playing, and we got out, and we walked, I want to say, almost four miles yesterday. I mean, for us, that that's quite a bit. We put the boy in a stroller. We waited till the sun was going down, so it was below 80 degrees, and we got out, and we walked for a couple of hours. I mean, we had a blast. We just walked around. Um, we live in a little suburb area that connects onto another one, you know, the way any other place does, and we just walked our, our two neighborhoods, and... Had a blast picking up Pokemon, popping an incense here and there, catching new stuff, and we just had a blast. And now you're saying some crazy stuff. Let me tell you, the, the I know there's people that are looking, they, they're saying some negative things are happening. But let me make this point to you, and, and this is just a little thing. If you ask 6.5 million people to walk across their kitchen holding a knife, there's going to be three that slip and fall and something bad's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, uh, economy of scale there. Uh, you know, and a lot of a lot of things that have been said aren't actually true. You can check Snopes for that and that kind of thing. Right. But, I mean... The craziest thing I have seen, though, is that PETA has made a anti-Pokemon Go game in which you fight trainers and release their Pokemon, and they said that... No animal should be held in captive, even a virtual one. No politics in the thread. I'm going to skip that part. Uh, moving on. <laughs> oh my moving goodness. on. We take that as you will. I just thought it was funny. Moving right but... along. We have our first letter. And I've had some correspondence. It comes from a gentleman named Joel. Now, this is somebody I know. Uh, he wanted to congratulate us on the podcast and said he loves it. And he he was upset that we skipped our portable systems last week in our video games. And that, that brought up a good point. You are the only person I've ever met that had a certain portable system. But but let's go into it. What, what portable systems did you have? I had a original Game Boy. Mm -hmm. And I had uh, the Sega... The Sega Portable. Game Gear. I had a Game Gear. I don't know why I couldn't think of it. But I had that, and then I've also had a PSP. Yeah, what what games did you have on your uh, Game Boy, first of all? Uh, I had several Game Boy games. The only one that really sticks out 
was the Metroid game that came out. I loved it. I was addicted to that game for an entire summer. My family traveled a lot when we were younger during the summer times. Been to different states. My dad was a contractor. And uh, I had a Game Boy, and that Metroid game was everything. I, I loved it. Yeah, I'm a huge Metroid fan myself. I have uh, currently, I've I've recently played Zero Mission and uh, what's the other one on DS right now? Um, you, you can't. Don't ask me that one. I, <laughs> but anyway, I, my I, wife has a DS that I keep in my backpack to play if I get bored on night shift. Yeah, my my poor. Oh well, before I go into mine, what about your Game Gear? What games did you have on that? Game Gear. We had, that I can remember, I know we had Mortal Kombat. Uh, and when I say we, my brother and I. My brother also had a Game Boy and a, a Game Gear as well. So we probably had Mortal Kombat and... Sonic. Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, And I really can't remember anymore, although I know we had probably five or six each. Yeah, I remember one of the first times, well, after knowing you a while, you broke that thing out, and I was amazed, because <laughs> I'd never seen one in real life. I didn't, oh, yeah. I didn't know they even sold them. The thing was honking huge, man. That was a monster in your hands. It, You know what? It reminds me, it's as big as probably a Wii U. Mm-hmm. My uh, my experience with uh, handhelds. Now I never owned an original Game Boy. Like, plenty of my friends did. My friend Jacob, he had that exact Metroid game you were talking about, and I envied the heck out of that. I own, I do own the Castlevania games, the Castlevania Adventure and Castlevania Two. Maybe I'm I'm not sure w- what they are. They're they're in a box somewhere. I do have those because I was able to play them on my first handheld which was a Game Boy Advance because it was backwards compatible with those and I have all oh I picked up some of the classic games like uh, Mario and uh, Donkey Kong and of course I could play those old Game Boy games and I went to the SP and got the new Castlevania games is all I needed it for like Circle of the Moon and Aria of Sorrow and then after the SP I moved on to the PSP which you also had yes now, I had a PSP, um, had quite a few games for that. A lot of them were the RPG-type games. I believe I had a Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy game. I know I had Sims on there. Multiple fighting games, really. Stuff that they keep me entertained. I took a lot of that stuff to the desert, and then when I got home, I really didn't need it, and uh, I sold it on, I think I sold it on Craigslist. It was the first time I'd ever used Craigslist, and I threw my PSP on there and met with this person at, oh, it was a little restaurant locally back home. He acted like it was the weirdest deal he had ever done. I guess Craigslist hadn't really been out that long. It was quite an amusing exchange. I showed up, you know, it was just me, and I had a nice case for it all. He, he gets out of his vehicle and goes, well, do you have it? And I was like, yeah, here you go. I was like, you want to look at it and stuff? I was like, I got a cleaning cloth and all this. He's like, hold on. And he opens his back door and there's this like eight-year-old girl there and she unzips it and takes it all out and she gives him the nod and he just hands me the cash and goes, thank you. And then we, I get my, he gets in his car and drives away. And then they like, disappear into the night, never to yeah, be seen again. He had no idea what he was buying at all. He needed this, his little daughter's approval first. I was like, Okay, so that's who's playing my games. 
Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> of uh, of my portable systems, I probably enjoyed my PSP the best at, at the time because it had uh, video. You could get uh, video uh, movies and stuff on it. You could get. Uh, I had a lot of movies. The internet. Uh, the internet was uh, right along that time. You could download movies and and play them on your PSP on a disc or not on a disc on a memory stick. Oh yeah, um, I you, had. You could get you could get pretty much anything to play on there. Yeah, you. Uh, I had, of course, Castlevania games on there. With with one of the, let me stop and mention, there is a Castlevania game that's only on the PSP. The original name of the game, and this is a remake of a Japanese game. I, I don't know the exact name at the moment. It's a remake of Castlevania Rondo Chino Rondo, which means uh, a Circle of Blood from Japan. Which uh, Castlevania X is a remake of. That's not as good, but this is one of the best Castlevania games ever made. It's a 3D remake of it, but the original game is in there, and Symphony of the Night, which I, I know is a recurring theme, uh, is also yes, yes. on you that love disc. Symphony and of that, the Night. I absolutely adore the PSP system for that. Um, and then I have a DSi for me personally, which is, of course, backwards compatible once again and can play all the Game Boy Advance games. And then my, awesome. my son has a 3DS, and I, I've played that every so often whenever he's not busy or hasn't lost it. So that's that's yeah. my extent of handhelds. You know, anything nowadays handheld, I just throw on my phone. You have on here that TFCon is happening. Now I have a question for you. Is this what you were talking about uh, you and I going to in the next, in October? Yeah, that is uh, TFCon USA. That what's happening this weekend is TFCon in Canada. I've okay, only brought this. I've seen so many people on Twitter TFCon this and TFCon that, and I was like, "Why is this on Twitter now? If I'm supposed to go in October?" Yeah, I, it's I, it's TFCon Toronto BotCon that was happening. You know, is the official Transformers convention and only did a lot of Hasbro stuff. You know, they played down any third party. Transformers items and stuff like that because, of course, you know, that's copyright infringement. Well, TFCon is not an officially sanctioned convention and they have huge third-party reveals. And I know this isn't for me specifically, but, I mean, they have Masterpiece Trailbreaker coming out, uh, which is one of the original G1 toys that hasn't seen any love from the official Masterpiece line yet. Some... Just some really great things. If if you go over to TFW 2005, right now they are featuring TFCon as their uh, main story right now. And it has a bunch of all, all of the released photos from third party and uh, upcoming projects. A bunch of uh, pictures of a of the floor and stuff like that. And if you've never been to a convention, this is a good way to see what it's like and what it's about. And uh, if if you've never seen any third-party items, uh, people going out and, and showing their love for a line of toys, specifically Transformers, by uh, making new ones, ta uh, original takes on existing characters, please go out and look at that and, and give that a little love. That's awesome, man. So uh, this one's in Toronto, and the one that you were talking about us attending in October is in Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. yeah, Chicago. Sweet. Man, I'm hoping we can make that. That would be awesome. Yeah, I really hope to do so. Money may be too tight and we not be able to do it, but that that is the plan at the moment. That is the plan. 
Right now, we've got a couple of things. I mean, we've had some big news this week. Uh, we're going to hit a few stories. Uh, there was there are new Wonder Woman pictures out there from the movies uh, movie set. Uh, looks really good. Uh, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman is starting to really grow on me. You know, I, I think she looks. You know, of course, this is a beautiful young lady, and she really looks like Wonder Woman. She she pulls it off very well. I mean, what I can say is, you know, as I, I'm still the only one that's seen BVS. That's correct, yes. Correct? Okay. She was very good in that movie. I mean, and like you said, it's grown on me. When I first seen her, I was like, eh. And then every time I see a picture, I'm like, yeah, you got it. I mean, it's the way it was is I thought she would be taller. You know, you need Wonder Woman to almost be the the female Superman. You know, that's why you always picture is together. Those two are pretty much unstoppable. They're both extremely powerful superhumans that their power really has no limitations. And uh, and, and she's she's really started to fill the role out better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I agree. I I really do want to watch Batman v Superman just to judge it for myself. I've been told she's one of the best things about the movie, and yeah. I think I think it's going to be fine. I think DC will will be all right. They also got uh, Dark Tower picks, of course, of Idris Elba and Matthew McConaughey as their characters. I, did you read the Dark Tower? Have we already had this discussion? We've had this discussion. Okay. I have not read the Dark Tower. I did see the pictures, and they looked pretty cool. Well, we'll move right along then. We did discover this week that Han Solo will be back. He'll be back in his own movie. Now, this is already this was already announced that uh, this Alden Einrich, if I, I just butchered that name, I'm sure. But they officially confirmed uh, that he's going to be Han Solo in the new movie uh, at the Star Wars Celebration. That's actually going on this week, and that is huge news because they have had so much stuff come out, and they've revealed so much about what's coming. That's right. Um, e- episode 8 is done. It's a wrap, correct? Like, no, it's through filming. I believe so. Uh, one of the big things that I wanted to talk about was they brought in a huge... Uh, extended universe character that younger people may not know about. In uh, Rogue One, you see an Imperial officer in a white jacket and a cloak. Um, and this is part of the Empire that, that's in fiction that they that they brought in. A lot of people were excited to see that. But as soon as I saw it, it reminded me of Grand Admiral Thrawn. Now, I've never read the Timothy Zahn novels that introduced Thrawn, but it was the Heir to the Empire trilogy, I believe, and a lot of people really loved him. And there was a whole... It's never mentioned in the movies, but there was a whole... The Empire didn't like aliens. That's why you didn't see a bunch of different aliens helping the Empire. They were all like humanoids in uniforms. They were real. Lucas based them on the Nazis, of course, and they right. they were a all humanoid. We're you know taking over the galaxy. But whenever Timothy Zahn designed uh, Thrawn, he specifically went for an alien that had earned the Emperor's trust as a I believe he was like a super strat- uh, strategist and just uh, rose through the ranks. He he became a very important person in the Empire. And uh, a lot of people really loved this character from those books. First, they showed the Season 3 Star Wars Rebels, 
and uh, Thrawn is going to be a character in the big bad in that season. And after that, they also announced that Thrawn is coming in a book t- entitled Thrawn, and it's going to be written by Timothy Zahn, the original uh, the original writer of the trilogy of books that that he came originally sprung from. Right, and, and so the speculation is that this character will be introduced in episodes eight and nine, correct? Um, I haven't read that, but I was going to make the prediction that I, I believe we will see Thrawn in the movie. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I had read, you know, I, I honestly haven't read the books. I haven't read, you know, what is canon after uh, in Return of the Jedi I never read any of the books. I honestly didn't read any of the comics. So I'm just as lost as the next person. So when I see this, I look up Thrawn. I find out he's a expert tactician. I guess that's what they were calling him. Yes. And like you said, he rose through the ranks and he had uh, the Emperor's trust. And that was what made him very important. Yeah, and that was a little... that I, I do know that because that was a little sticking point with... Uh, there was a book called Shadows of the Empire that was a uh, official book, and it had a an alien character also, uh, Prince Shizor, that the Emperor trusted. And a lot of people cried that uh, he was a ripoff of Thrawn at the time. So I did, I did look him up some and was aware of that character. Uh, but like I said, I never read those books, so uh, I, I'm I'm coming into this fresh. That's awesome. Yep. Uh, I hope so. And Keep expanding the universe, you know? I, I like it. Yes. And speaking of books, have you ever read Neil Gaiman's American Gods? I haven't. I like Neil Gaiman. I have not read American Gods. Although uh, my wife has tried to have me read it several times, and I just don't have the time. Although it has been suggested to me numerous times. Uh, so she's a fan. Yes. Does she know that... The, that- it is coming in live action form. Yes, she does. Uh, well, we got our first pictures from uh, some of it. This is, uh, we're looking at Technical Boy in American Gods. Uh, they've also announced this week that Dane Cook is going to be a character in there, which I, I really like Dane Cook. I know he's not, uh, he's out of the spotlight nowadays, but I, I liked him. He, I liked his comedy and I liked his acting. So I'm, 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 I'm right that. there with you. I enjoyed his stuff. Um, I know a lot of people accused him of ripping off other people or whatever. Either way, whatever. He played it out great. I think he's pretty funny. To be in this movie, he he must have uh, struck a chord with Neil because I I trust Neil Gaiman. Yeah, and one other thing. uh, Doctor Strange, got uh, they released a Comic-Con poster. Of course, they're going to have... Uh, stuff at Comic-Con for Doctor Strange. They're probably going to release another trailer, which will be great. I'm waiting for that. Uh, yes. I can't wait to see Doctor Strange. So the question is, maybe maybe we'll have two two questions today. Maybe two. First question is, have you seen it? And, and when I say, have you seen it? I want to know, have you seen the movie Sunshine? I have not seen Sunshine, even though you've recommended it to me about twice. Well, let me, let me give a, another recommendation. See the movie Sunshine. And as you can tell people, we're we're breaking into our Have You Seen It segment in which we find movies that we enjoy and we ask the other one, Have You Seen It? And more times than not, I can ask Ricky and his answer will be no. <laughs> it's funny. Sunshine is a sci-fi film 
they're having to restart the sun. Uh, the sun is dying. That's been done before in multiple other sci-fi films. And they're trying to restart it by planting a nuclear explosion. Although, the closer they get, uh, strange stuff starts happening. And that is where the movie gets good. You, you need to see this film. It's got the actor from 28 Days Later. Uh, I cannot think of the actor's name. Excellent actor in it. Uh, I want. Oh, to you're saying you're uh, uh, Scarecrow guy, Kill, uh, Cillian Murphy or Killian Murphy? Yes, yeah. yes, Killian Murphy. Yes, and uh, Chris Evans, Captain America, is in it as well. I did not know that. You you need to see it. This is this is another reason. Anyway, check out Sunshine on the. Have you seen it? What do you got? Mine is a little harder to come by now. Uh, Netflix. Netflix has the entire run of the X-Files. And okay. if you're a fan That's of the X-Files and you love the X-Files, there's another series by Chris Carter that is related to the X-Files and has crossover with X-Files, Millennium. Now, did you ever watch Millennium? You are talking about the movie. No, uh, no, no, no. There, there. <laughs> I was going to break that up too. There is a movie called Millennium, which is way different. Uh, which is about like people from the future stealing bodies out of planes and replacing yes. them with radioactive people. Kind of weird. Um, I but watched that I, one and I have and seen I didn't that. Movie. Understand what was happening. I did see that one, but no, this is the TV series Millennium. It lasted about three seven seasons. It stars Lance H- Hendrickson as an FBI profiler who gets into some investigating uh, this group called the Millennium Group. And it gets into some supernatural stuff. The series does some unique things. Uh, It's one of the first series that does where he sees what goes on. The the way they do it, he seems kind of... Like an astral projection type thing? No, well, I mean, it seems that way. It seems kind of supernatural. And in, in retrospect, uh, Chris Carter said, well, we were actually going for he's seeing what happened or what's happening at the crime scene by mentally evaluating everything and seeing what's going on. So it was meant to play off like kind of like CSI, but it right. came off more supernatural because, of course, it's related to X-Files. And I, I have not seen this show, but I definitely want to check it out now. Like, when we get done here, I may... Have to delay a show I was going to start tonight and watch an episode of this. This sounds pretty intriguing. Well, um, let me ask you this: Have you ever seen the episode of X Files with Jose Chung, called Jose yes. Jose Chung's yes. that came from outer space? It's, it's one of my favorite episodes ever. Well, yes. I have a treat for you, sir, because Jose Chung shows up in Millennium. That is awesome. Uh, I will have to check that out. There is an episode where, and it's it's just the same way, like crazy stuff is happening. Like, you know how, woo! That's yeah. a leaping dead alien. And the same thing happens in Millennium. There's uh, different characters telling different stories, perspectives. Like, the main guy, Lance Hendrickson, of course, plays this sullen, uh, uh, tormented guy who, who has this ability to see these visions. And uh, some of the best horror on TV I saw is in this series. Really? But I, I'm excited for it. You you're 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 getting me ready, man. I'm gonna watch this. I really am. But juxtaposed to that is the episode of, it's called Jose Chung's Doomsday Defense. 
And okay. in that, like, there's this one part that has Lance Hendrickson in a white tuxedo suit, and he's punching. The way he takes out people is he punches them in the nuts. It is absolutely hilarious. Um, I'm going to watch it, and I will wait so excitedly for that episode because that is awesome. Now, I only, I personally only have the first two seasons. I've been unable to locate season three. Apparently, it is rare and expensive. So, someday I will have down. the whole. The, there everything. is stuff that can be found that they say cannot be found, but it can be found on this thing called the internet. The internet. And, I, and, I, and I'm the guy. You, you just ask me. I'll find it. I'll find it. I was going to ask on your, my next question is, what is on your list of shame? this week well, as in movies that we should have seen because we consider ourselves movie aficionados and yet we haven't seen them so therefore we're not really movie aficionados yes i wanted to return to list of shame i know we haven't had it in a while but one of the things i was thinking about was uh mel brooks i seen like space balls or something was on tv the other day and something I've never watched is Blazing Saddles. And I know people absolutely love Blazing Saddles. I know plenty of jokes from Blazing Saddles. Never sat down and watched it. You need to do this. You need to do this. This is this is a good thing. You will laugh so hard. Such a good movie. I love Mel Brooks films. They're so... Oh, even though I'm a goof and, you know, my, my favorite Mel Brooks is probably... Let me guess. You, okay. knowing you, favorite Mel Brooks movie, I'm going to skip Spaceballs. Right. I'm going to go to High Anxiety. No. Damn it. It's Robin Hood. <laughs> no, I was going to say Robin Hood, but I was like, no, everybody thinks that movie's horrible. Sean probably I does love too. Robin Hood. Oh, my God. Dude, it's the first time we get to see Dave Chappelle. Achoo. <laughs> He's a chew, and his father is a sneeze. It's awesome, man. Uh, I just... I, don't get me wrong. I, I like that movie. I, I think people I are on crack that they think that's a horrible movie. But I don't. I don't I like care. It. I don't I mean, care. I don't. I don't care what people think. I, I love that movie. It's hilarious, and I think I watched it a couple of weeks ago. I had a few hours by myself at the house, and I was like, "I'm gonna watch some Robin Hood." I love this. What about your list of shame? You know, I was starting to think about that and consider myself, you know, I have seen a lot of movies, but over and over and over again on numerous lists, top 10 best movies, top 10 movies you should see before you die, top 10 this, Citizen Kane is on that list, and I have not seen Citizen Kane, although I do know Rosebud. Yeah, and everybody always talks about and, of course, now, another list of shame. I've never seen a full Akira Kurosawa film, which everybody, of course, in in the business says, you know, you have to be, you have to see this, you have to see that. Citizen Kane, I've been told, won't play well today. I, I mean, I do want to watch it, but the, the reason that movie is so seminal is for a lot of the things that he did in that movie nobody had ever done before, which you'd think is very... A cliche these days, but he was the first to do a lot of that stuff. Like, he was the guy that would, uh, I need a lower shot. Well, we're at the floor. We'll dig a hole in the floor and put the camera there. I want a better shot. Nobody had right. ever done that before. You know, um, Orson Welles isn't, you know, a name that, that a lot of young people are going to know or a lot of, you know, people my age might not know because 
not a lot of not a lot of people I grew up with were that interested in movies. I mean, they they went to the movies, but they didn't like the behind the scenes stuff like that. the the way a film was put together. The, you know, the way stuff is done nowadays is way more the Joe Schmo on the street knows about all the stuff that was done and all the camera work that was done to make the movie Inception. Like it you don't have to be an in-depth researcher to know how all movies are done these days that's just put out there everybody knows it and back then to be in the know about how stuff was then you probably really had to dig and do the research and took the time to be a lover of the film to understand what was going on yeah and the most the most we could dig into stuff here in the middle of arkansas was you could you might get starlog magazine on the shelf i don't even know what that is oh my god one of my favorite things about Starlog Magazine, I remember, is... I, I had been getting it for a couple of years on and off at... Uh, now, what is it? Hold on. Back up. Tell me what it is. Starlog Magazine? Yeah. Well, I mean, it was a movie magazine that was mostly uh, sci-fi and fantasy movies. Okay. So, are we talking, like, Fangora style, only sci-fi? Yeah. Yeah. A lot like that. Um, okay. And... Yeah, I did, I did buy... I probably owned, you know... A dozen or so Fangora magazines in my day. Uh, I never really, you know, I didn't have a subscription or nothing, but if I seen one with a pretty horrible cover, I would probably be more apt to buy it than not. Yeah, one of the one of the issues of Starlog magazine, I read about this weird titled movie starring Keanu Reeves where he was caught in a computer simulation called The Matrix. I was like, that sounds that sounds dumb. <laughs> What the heck is this? And of course, in the back of the magazine, it had uh, basically the trade information you get in Hollywood of upcoming movies, like the the uh, uh, the elevator pitch of what the movie was in the back, and it had to have like an entire page on the back and tell you, you know, this movie's in production, this movie has been greenlit, blah 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 blah, and that kind of thing. And that was really exciting to me, but you know, they didn't carry a lot of those, and if somebody snatched. The only two that Walmart had up, you just missed it that month. So that's crazy. So, so when you read this thing about the Matrix, what year were you reading this out? Like, how many years prior to this movie's release were you reading this magazine? When, when was the Matrix released? Don't ask me that. I'm guessing late '90s, early 2000s. You call yourself a movie fan? Come on, dude! I cannot quote years. I, I seriously, 1999. So this was probably ninety seven, ninety eight. That's pretty awesome. You you really uh you had the heads up on that movie, and, and I loved the first Matrix movie. Don't get me wrong. the The second and third are are lacking on continuity and holding together an actual story, other than the fact that Neo's some kind of computer jesus i don't know i think the other two would have been fine if they had cut out a lot of the uh what was the name of the stupid city zion or zion, zion. you know if they'd cut yes. out a lot of the zion orgy dance scenes and just had more of the inside the matrix stuff I, if it would have been two movies and end it would have been fine but that of course nobody can do two movies and be done they have to do a trilogy peter jackson right. has to do a hobbit trilogy no oh. But you know what? We don't have to do a trilogy. All right. Well, that's about it. Well, you know, Peter Jackson can do his trilogy, whatever. He can try to get the most bang for his buck. If he had just done The Hobbit right, I would have still liked it. But you know what? That's all I've got this week. You can find me 
at Maynard98 at Twitter. Uh, you can find us at Not So Southern Gentlemen is Not So Southern G's on Twitter. Uh, not So Southern Gentlemen at gmail.com. Send us an email. Be like Joel. Joel sent us an email and said, Hey, y'all missed something. I need you to talk about this. Do that. Copy what. I'm going to make a sticker that says, Be like Joel. I'm going to hand them out. I like that. What do you got? Well, I've got a Twitter. It's at Ricky Westbrook. And uh, we have a Facebook page. Search uh, Not So Southern Gentlemen on Facebook. Like our articles, like pages. Give us some yeah. feedback, people. Let's hear yeah, what we, you got to say. We have a man. I've been telling, I mean to tell you, you've been nailing it on the Facebook posts. Like you've come up with some really good stuff. You'll, we need to have more people need to see this. He's got it out there. He's getting it. You you do the Facebook thing, and I do the Twitter thing, and it all seems to work together. But we just enjoy your feedback. We've had a couple of things. I, I've asked some people uh, that have followed us on Twitter. I've contacted them and asked them to listen to a few episodes, give some constructive criticism. But you know what's nice? Anybody that listens to this can give us constructive criticism. So please, people, hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on social media in general, and we would be glad to respond to you in uh, you know any way and try to make this a better experience for you. Yeah, and please share this uh, the episodes with people. Coming up pretty soon, we're going to see the opening of a local theater. The Melba Theater in Batesville, Arkansas is being renovated and going to reopen. They're going to do a premiere. Hopefully, we're going to have some information with that, maybe an interview or two. We want to be your source for that. Come listen and just be excited. That's right, yeah. We're talking about a theater that's close to over 100 years old, so it should be a fun time. I'm looking forward to it. I grew up going to the Melba, so and then it closed down when I was probably teenage years or so. Please, check it out. This, this is going to be a good thing. For Not-So-Southern Gentlemen, I'm Ricky. And I'm Sean. Have a good night. Peace!